You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. I'm excited to talk to my next guest. Her name is Olga Kazan, Kazan, I think, although on her Twitter page it says you can pronounce her last name however you want. Uh, Olga, am I saying it even close to right? Yep, everything is right because you okay. can pronounce it however you want. Right, there you go. I, well, how do you pronounce it, just out of curiosity? I say Hazan. Hazan. Okay, then I'm saying Hazan from now on. I don't. I, I didn't even mean for that to rhyme, by the way. You are a writer. Uh, you are a staff writer at The Atlantic. Uh, you have a great article that's out right now. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of great articles out right now, but one that just got published the other day, The Three Personalities of America. I read through this. Um, you don't know this. I'm from the East Coast originally, born and raised in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. I now live in the Midwest here hosting a radio show, and so I was very intrigued uh, with the concept of how personalities and maybe mindsets and, and certain things determine our, our personality here in different areas and that there's essentially three. Um, and this is all research that was done by a psychologist. His name is Jason Rentfro. He was is a psychologist at the University of Cambridge, um, so it's a fascinating read. I, I recommend you read it. Uh, but first, can you try to uh, discuss some of the, the ways in which this research maybe was conducted, some of the things they focused on? Yeah, so essentially he, um, this guy, Jason Renfro, is really interested in whether people in different parts of the country have different personalities um, or temperaments. So he basically is taking personality surveys um, that people take in different parts of the country. Let's say you sitting at home, you get bored one day, you go to his website, you take a personality test, and you say, you know, when uh, someone gives me a high five, uh, you know, it's it, freaks me out or it makes me happy, uh, you know, and then uh, you say where you live um, and then he'll kind of quantify that, you know, an algorithm will quantify your personality based on these big five traits that we have in, in psychology that determine your personality. Um, and uh, essentially he uses that to figure out where, like what kinds of personalities different parts of the country have and how that affects things like elections or the economy. Yeah, and obviously, like with this kind of study, uh, the amount of people uh, you look into, it, there's a certain value in that. He uh, studied like 3 million different people, and they were asked 44 questions, correct, about all different kinds of those big five traits to, to really develop a clear image. So it's not like a, a survey where 2,000 people responded. This is over 3 million people uh, answering a lot of different questions to get a very good idea of who you are. Uh, one thing that I thought was fascinating in your article is what he ends up um, focusing most on, and certainly it's to somewhat digest the results of a recent election, whether it be our, our presidential election or stuff going on in the U.K. too. Um, but he focuses a lot on neuroticism, right? Yeah, so neuroticism is this tendency to be really depressed or anxious. Um, and essentially what he and his co-authors found is that um, the more a level of neuroticism in a certain county in the U.S., um, the likelier that that county would go for um, Trump uh, in the 2016 election, even over their support for Mitt Romney. So it's not just that they were Republican. It's that they liked Trump specifically as a candidate. Yeah, an easier way to say that maybe for people to understand is that what you're worried about, what your biggest worries and concerns are, not necessarily what you would say are, quote unquote, my priorities in an election. But truthfully, you know, these are maybe the three things I worry about uh, most. If a candidate is capable of tapping into those things, he's very, very likely to get your support. Right, exactly. So these are folks who are really predisposed to be worried and anxious. And, you know, I, everyone might recall, you know, on the, on the uh, 2016 campaign trail, Trump was really good at 
saying, you know, talking a lot about immigration, a lot about terrorism and other things that are, um, you know, have the potential to make us a little bit scared. And like, what is my future going to be like? Am I going to be safe? So the people who were really um, sensitive to those kinds of reminders uh, did end up voting for Trump. Yeah. Uh, and his research then went well beyond uh, how how much neuroses we all have. It went into certainly three different personalities that he thought existed throughout the United States, and they all break down into different geographic areas. The Midwest is one of those three personalities. So since we're here, since I'm broadcasting from Bloomington, Illinois, I want to ask you, what are some of the characteristics of, you know, the quote unquote Midwest? Yeah, so he calls the Midwest, and I don't mean this as any kind of dig or anything, he calls it friendly and conventional. Um, And essentially, it just means that people who live in the Midwest tend to have high levels of extroversion. They tend to be very sociable. They tend to be very agreeable, so they tend to be very nice, uh, nice to get along with and be around. And they also tend to be very conscientious, which is like hardworking, organized, things like that, um, which are three of the big five personality traits. Um, And uh, essentially, this is a place you know, they write where people really believe in traditional values, the family, and kind of, you know, sticking to the status quo, not not changing things up too much. Um, and that is sort of the quote unquote personality that he found uh, most kind of defines the Midwest. Yeah. Um, uh, to keep going then, because uh, I, I told you I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey, New York. I'll leave that till third, though. Uh, so I'll talk about the West Coast next. I just want to mention that I think uh, my time in the East Coast and then moving to the Midwest demonstrated to me how much people are proud of those things about being friendly about being you know an open kind of different uh experience than if you're walking around in say new york city so it's certainly not a dig i think a lot of the people in this community would would wear that as a badge of honor that they're the the personality trait of being kind and courteous uh more so than anything else so the west coast is then the second kind of big personality group uh tell me a little bit about them yeah, so he calls the West Coast um, uh, as being a place where Americans are relaxed and creative, which anyone who has been to California uh, might uh, recognize. Um, essentially, they're just very open to things. Um, they are very curious, have a lot of imagination. They like variety. Um, and they're not very, you know, neurotic or anything like that. They're not quite as busy as we are on the East Coast. Um, so you generally have like a lot of artists and innovators and people who are kind of uh, ideating a lot and, and kind of being chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so then the third group is a group that I, I affectionately um, refer to as people that are, you know, maybe busier. Maybe they're people that don't really care so much about what's going on with you. Um, but tell me a little bit about people on the East Coast, people in that third group. Right. So this is the one that uh, might make uh, New Yorkers a little bit mad. Um, But I have to say, I'm also from Texas, and Texas is also in this category. Um, So these are states that have higher neuroticism. Um, They're also high on openness, so you do get that, like, creativity and imagination um, on the East Coast and in Texas. But um, they are higher in neuroticism, so that kind of, like, depressed, kind of anxious, kind of, like, personality, you know, I'm walking here. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, um, you know, that, that some people who might have visited uh, New York as tourists might recognize. Um, of course, not everyone is like that. Um, uh, but they do say that kind of what's distinctive about the East Coast is that you have a clustering of people who are a little bit higher in that personality trait. <laughs> uh, well, the first time I brought my wife to uh, New York, she's a farm girl. She's from a small, small town. Uh, we're getting off of uh, the ferry at Ellis Island, and she... Uh, hears people behind us yelling that they thought everyone was walking backwards 
because they were walking so slow. We had a group of New Yorkers that were like, what, what are you guys doing? You all seem like you're walking backwards here. And I understand <laughs> and appreciate the love that's in those words. She, uh, she was a little startled by them. But I love yeah. that that's a part of the study. What's interesting in you saying that, though, and saying that uh, the, the researchers started to take on uh, this, this study mostly to figure out how certain political parties were supported is that that third group that is the highest in, in neurotic tendencies did not necessarily support uh, the, the current president of the United States as much as people in some of the other groups did. Right. That's true. Yeah. So the Northeast was one of the places where Hillary Clinton picked up states. But if you look at a county level, um, Trump still did dominate um, many places in the Northeast, um, even in the states, you know, of course, because of the Electoral College that, um, you know, uh, did or, or did not go for him. It, it's kind of different between the county level and the state level. Um, so neuroticism might explain why he was a more popular choice uh, than Romney in some of those areas, especially places like Pennsylvania or Ohio, which which do have the high neuroticism, but which, um, you know, Trump won. Uh, and, and it was kind of a surprise that he did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick note, my mother loves to text my radio show. I've only been doing this show for like five weeks and she loves to text me. She has a master's degree in psychology. She teaches a college course at a local community college uh, in her area. And I just got a text from her that she thinks this article is incredible and she's going to teach a class on it. So now we've both landed, or you a lot more than me, have landed as a, a topic in a college course now. So that's awesome that my radio show can provide that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, one last question for you and then I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, Olga, I'm curious, one other thing that's mentioned in your article talks about openness and then also kind of agreeableness. So what are some of the tendencies or some of the places where people are or more. And by that, do you mean actually open to new ideas? What does that mean? Yeah, openness is kind of um, that thing we were talking about on the on the West Coast, which is sort of like uh, the kind of uh, imaginative person who's really curious, who is uh, really into new ideas and diversity. Um, that is kind of highest in, in large cosmopolitan cities. Um, so the states that um, have a lot of openness often tend to have large cities. Um, uh, there's also some evidence that agreeableness, which is another one you mentioned, which is like that kindness and warmth, um, uh, you, it tends to happen when people don't move around as much. So, um, you, you know, whenever you're going to be living next to your neighbors for decades and decades, you kind of start to develop some kindness and warmth toward them <laughs> that, you know, people in DC might not because they're going to be gone with the next, you know, administration. <laughs> Got it. I, I heard as you were saying that myself, because I came from the East Coast. Now I live in the Midwest, so I'm not as kind as my name. That's probably true. OK, fine. I'm going to try harder. Olga, you've helped me uh, to realize some of my own flaws. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, you have great articles from The Atlantic and they're all over the place. Uh, you cover uh, three different things. You, for the most part, cover health gender, and science, uh, but there's a lot of interesting reads in the stuff you're putting out every single day. Uh, you can follow Olga on Twitter by going to at Olga uh, Hazan. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, but that it, is yes. spelled K-H-A-Z-A-N if you're looking her up on Twitter, uh, so check that out. Do read this article, by the way, anyone listening. I'll share it on my Facebook page because it's a fascinating read in and of itself. My mom is now going to teach a college course uh, utilizing it. So so thank you for joining us, Olga. I hope to talk to you again soon. Um, and really great article. Thank you so much. Thanks. I really enjoyed talking to you.